3: What's going on, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to another edition of Jay Bird Watching. We are part of the Stadium network and of course we are the official podcast of Jay's Journal. Fan sided, Jay's Journal. Uh, I am back in with these uh these group of guys.
1: Um,
3: (laughs) What I would like to say before we begin is a happy belated Father's Day to all the dads, all the kings out there. I hope your Father's Day was uh, as good as mine was. Um, Hopefully uh, you were able to feast and chill, mow the lawn, do what you got to do. I myself cleaned up the shed and had protein waffles. So I was in my element. (laughs) There you go. Um, and uh, that being said, the Blue Jays have won four, I think, of their last ten, um, and uh, they got destroyed by the Yankees, and we're going to break down all of this, we're going to talk the series against the Yankees, we're going to talk about the back logging of the backstop position with the catcher, <laughs> mm-hmm. the catchers rather, of Alejandro Kirk, Gabriel Moreno and Danny Jansen's eventual rearrival to the team. We're going to talk about the All Star break, and of course, we have to touch on King Kevin Biggio. Uh, oh, but before oh, we do, I thought I you like <laughs> no, no, were going King Kirk. I do who's that. There's only one King. Uh, before we do, let's introduce. It's good to the be co-host. the king. We have Mr. Brendan Penicar and Mr. Craig Borden. I believe Chris Key will be joining us momentarily, but in the interim, how you guys doing? Yeah, doing well,
4: man. Doing well. It's fucking hot here, that's for sure.
1: Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Not not rocking the A.C.? <laughs> all I am. That's why I got the hoodie on. <laughs> it's like... Eight, nine, it is six. underground layer. He's like, I got to layer up.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it, it
4: almost felt like 40 Celsius today, and it's apparently going to tomorrow, too. So it is a hot one.
3: There you go. Yeah.
1: It was real fun in the workshop today. That was all nice and humid. It was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I am, <laughs> to your you? point of the whole fatherly duty things, Adam. I am realizing I just left my beers in the fridge. I better hurry up and get step up my game.
3: <laughs> well, go get them.
1: I know, really? right? We, oh, fine. You got a
3: headset? Shun yeah.
1: the shun the lack of beer, guy. You got <laughs> a headset,
3: sir. I that's can talk, the whole. Oh, point, that's a
1: beautiful thing man. of like you know having a affordable headset.
3: headset. Yes. <laughs> to answer your question, uh, Brendan, I am doing very well. Um, we uh, had a bit of a, an illness scare last week. I don't know how I dodged the bullet. I don't know how I dodged the Rona, but apparently I did. Allegedly, bro. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I think so. But this is where we're at, so let's I. Yeah, so let's just go with that. I am I am well protected. Um, all right, so let's let's get started here. Um, we have to talk about the Yankees first. All jokes aside, we have to talk about the Yankee series. Um, this was a pivotal series. The Blue Jays needed this series at least to make up some ground. They weren't ever going to catch up to them completely, but being able to at least win the series would have at least scratched away towards gaining ground on first place in the division, even though as of today they are, I think, at the top of the wild card yep. right now, a game and a half above Cleveland and Boston, who are tied. Um, so right now, the the Blue Jays fell to the Yankees two out of the three games. Uh, thank Teoscar Hernandez for winning the last thank one. Um, yeah. They currently find themselves, as of this recording, Tuesday evening, they are 12 games behind the Bombers uh, in second place in the division. Uh, so, Brennan, we'll start with you. Did this weekend lend credence to the notion that the Yankees are the superior team, or is this just a product of the Yankees just being on an on a incredibly hot streak at that eventually they have to regress to the mean and they will cool down? What particularly stood out to you in the series, and do you have faith that the Blue Jays can catch up?
4: Yeah, it's going to be hard to make up twelve games. Although last year we said it would be hard to gain ground on the Yankees when we were in September, and they what? It was a eight game. I know it's not as bad, but or it wasn't as bad, but eight games. I think they were behind hmm. the Yankees, and they erased You're that right. in two weeks. Now it only takes one hot streak for the Blue Jays and one cold streak for the Yankees to be able to make up significant ground, and hopefully that will come. So I'm not ruling out the division right now, but it's going to be super tough. Um, for reasons why we'll talk about later, there's definitely a need for upgrades for this team. But to be honest, the way the Yankees are playing right now reminds me so much of the second half 2015 Blue Jays, where they basically playing perfect baseball on all facets. And it's just wild that the Yankees got off to such a crazy start like this. 50. And 17. What? I think the Blue Jays in that second half of 2015 only lost 17 games in 140 something Maybe high 30s. Um, I can't remember terror. the exact number. But it was insane. And that, in my mind, with so many games, is basically like playing perfect baseball. Um, their bullpen is incredible. Their rotation has had surprises like Nestor Cortez. Jameson Taillon has been healthy. Garrett Cole has figured it out since his first couple of rough starts. Um, Jordan Montgomery has had a back back bounce uh, bounce back season so everything has gone perfectly so you have to imagine that eventually they're going to start hitting a rough patch it's just a matter of is that going to come and i'd like to believe so and again i just don't know if they will hit a rough patch for as long as the blue jays need them to to catch up to the yankees so i mean i'm perfectly content with where the blue jays are at right now uh considering they're nine games above 500 I think it wouldn't be as big a deal if the Yankees were only, say, five games ahead or four games ahead, of course. Uh, but again, you just have to tip your cap at that point to a team that's just played so perfectly to this point this season. Where it's like, the Blue Jays, of course, they could be better. We all think they could be better than the, what what they've done. But the fact that they've been hovering around 10 games above five hundred for the last two weeks, I mean, that's good enough for me, to be honest. And that should get
1: you a playoff spot at the end of the day. That is the playoff spot right now. Yeah, wildcard number one. Wildcard number one right now. So, oh, you do want you want me right? to go running with yeah, that? Yeah, 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 <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Go for it. So to that point, I, um, I, to, to me, the Yankees are playing perfect baseball right now. Yeah. And that's the thing that, honestly, I don't think is sustainable. I think they are a plus team no problems, no hands down, but I really think their level is about the same as where the Blue Jays are. Right now, they're just getting everything that they would expect to get out of every person on that roster. It's not just this guy doing it. It's not just Judge running with everything. It's not Stanton crushing everything. And they don't even have Chapman and um, Zach Britton and a few of their other guys in their bullpen right now. So there's enough going on that will hopefully get them involved to, you know, not have this crazy cocktail of awesome that they got going on right now because it's just unsustainable, I think. I think it, right now it's just there's too much going on. It, baseball's going to be baseball. They have everything firing on all cylinders right now in that Yankee, lo- Yankee clubhouse, but it's not going to stay that way. In a few weeks, they could be looking like we've been over the last week here and just looking like we can't figure out how to score runs or when we score runs, we can't pitch our way out of the brown paper bag. <laughs> Baseball doesn't go perfect all day every day, and I can't see the Yankees doing this the whole rest of the season. If they do this, they break the Mariners' or single season record for wins. It's and I don't see this team being that team that is the one that unseats the Seattle Mariners from that. It just doesn't add up to me for that. So I think they're easily a hundred win team and are going to be right there in the division race at the end of it. But. There's going to be a point where the Blue Jays go on a tear right now and the moon's aligned pro- align properly. It's just obviously over this last week, as sure as shit was not what was going on with the Blue Jays' clubhouse.
3: <laughs> um, to your Hi, Chris. Point, <laughs> hey, Chris. Um, the Yankees have a plus 145 run differential, which is yeah. the highest in baseball, <clears throat> and they have the fewest runs allowed at 199. So uh, they are pretty pretty good i think right now they are losing to the rays as we speak right now i think it's two zip um they are down but uh chris as you enter the chat um we're just touching on the yankee series and um how the blue jays failed to gain ground what is it about that series that stood out to you or if there are numerous things please feel free to indulge um, and, uh, does this prove to you that the Yankees are, or do we have enough of a sample size to lend credence to the fact that, or to the notion rather, that the Yankees are the superior team?
2: I will eat some words from the beginning of the season where I didn't think that the Yankees were going to be very good this year. And holy shit, are they good? Um, there, there's not a lot that scares me in their lineup other than judge right now, but for whatever reason, they just, they roll. Right now, and they know how to turn the lineup over. They can all thump. Um, Rizzo's been on a huge tear. Matt Carpenter's been on a huge tear since he's gone over there. Yeah, um, which, is, <laughs> which the has is been that? a little bit crazy. Um, and even when they the, become the,
1: twenty fourteen again.
2: Yeah, and their their pitching has been like their starting pitching, especially, has been very good. Um, the big thing that stands out for me is. Um, how the tides have turned with this team That all of a sudden we can hit And the pitching has been atrocious mm-hmm. lately um, You cannot rely on Barrios right now You cannot rely on Gosman uh, You definitely cannot rely on You uh, see <laughs> Kikuchi yeah. um, That whole fiasco with Donaldson slamming his back down Like Kikuchi can't hit the fucking broadside of a barn right now And you're getting pissed mm-hmm. off in the first or second inning Because yeah, Kikuchi exactly. hits you like Grow up, um, but anyways,
1: uh, how do you really feel?
2: Well, it's just, uh, I know it, it, it's it. I've never what what are the Blue Jays right now? Like thirty three and twenty two or something? No,
3: you're what thirty eight no, and,
2: and twenty nine. Thirty eight and twenty. Oh shit! I yeah. yeah, I'm way behind now. I've been working last... way too hard. <laughs> yeah, I've been working a lot. <laughs> um, is this not like? So they're, what, nine games above 500 right now? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. about nine games. So this is this the most frustrating team you've probably ever watched?
4: 2013.
2: That, that, <laughs> yeah, well, very, 2013 no, but, for sure. But, like, frustrating in the sense that they're still doing well, but they should be so much better.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to say that this team has been disappointed. Pointing so far because disappointing's not the right word to say, but they very much yeah. leave something to be desired. And like if this team could ever just figure out all three sides of this game, like starting pitching bullpen and offense all at the same time, and their defense has been largely pretty good um, all year long. But like if they could figure out everything all at once, sure they're just as dangerous as the yankees um i don't think uh, i don't think there's any chance anybody's catching the yankees at this point or even making it close um like the yankees can still go like 500 this year and oh yeah uh, and still blow everyone out of the water That's um interesting. Like, they're, if they go 500 here on out, like, they're still winning 110 games or something yeah. stupid. So, I don't know. Yeah. They, to that the, point, the, will the Yankees they, swung the big dick this year. Yeah. I, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. Okay. No. It, the Blue Jays haven't proven that they can, the Blue Jays haven't proven so far that they can go out and also swing the big dick on the weaker teams.
3: Facts. Facts. Case in point, the they, fact they,
1: they, they cough have... up a game here to yeah. the Tigers, cough up a game to the Royals. Yeah.
2: <laughs> they still won those series, though. They still won the series, but you, if you want to compete with the Yankees for a division title, you need to sweep those series
1: because and the Yankees them. have dominance. <laughs>
3: Yo, I'm looking at the Yankees' schedule right now, and a lot there are patches of things that you can say are considered quote-unquote daunting. Overall, the, these teams, it's they should... They should be able to thump them, right? So you got the Astros. Okay, sure. that You can say, yeah, that should be a challenging series. Then you have the A's, thump. Astros, uh, sorry. Astros again or Cleveland? Looks like Astros Cleveland. Again, I think. I was Astros the- for a game. It's for, it must uh, be, a, yeah, it's a makeup game. Yeah, or it's Houston. one of those roster
1: realignments like we have yeah, in double headers so they double have yeah. against the rays
3: <laughs> one game against the, the astros as a makeup then you have cleveland which okay but are do we think cleveland's legit i don't necessarily think so just pittsburgh yeah pittsburgh thumping boston thumping cincinnati thumping boston again thumping astros for a double header okay and then Orioles thumping mets okay and then kc for four games like they, it's pretty light it All things is. considered But, they, but
2: they, the different, the difference in these two teams Is the Yankees took care of business Yes yeah. Where, no, I Whereas don't disagree. in a few series they, The Blue Jays had a really weak Week, I guess Or weak opponents for a week And they didn't really take care of business They struggled a little bit at times Against Detroit They definitely struggled against Baltimore yes. At times, and same with Kansas City Yeah
1: Yeah but to that would, point, I know you guys have we've talked. I'll no, go ahead, Adam. If you got something,
3: I was just going to say: Would you, Chris? Would you feel this? I don't want to say confident in the Yankees. Would you feel that the disparity between the Yankees and the Blue Jays is this wide? If the Yankees were Brendan mentioned this earlier, about five games in front of the the Blue Jays, like it. I don't know that we could discredit a lot of the Blue Jays accomplishments or standing where they're at right now, because nine games over 500 is pretty good. And it's right record in the yeah. American league still. Yeah, it's yeah. really
2: good. And that, that's why I see, like, it, it's hard to see that it, you can see that they're frustrating to watch because they should be so much better than what they have been. And like I said, if they just, if all facets of the game click at once, this team is incredibly dangerous, but they haven't been able to pitch and hit at the same time.
4: Well, see, that's why the Yankees are 50-17, and because everything yeah. has clicked since the start of the yeah. season. Like, And does it a keep clicking.
3: clicking? It well, can't. That,
4: and you know what? If one aspect stops clicking and one gets mediocre, then you will see them start dropping games to Baltimore. You'll see them start dropping games to Kansas City. And that's what happened to the Blue Jays. When you don't have everything clicking, you will drop a game or two. You well, could absolutely steamroll them like the 2015 team did when yeah. they clicked on all facets. But mm-hmm. they haven't. it's been two out of three at the beginning of the season with the rotation and the bullpen. And then lately it's been just the offense really uh, sprinkled in with a couple good starts. I'm just hoping it's a rough patch for them and they'll pick it back up soon. But again, so yeah, I that get was it. Where, That's where I was going
1: part for sure. Sure. Yeah. So that, that was the statistic fund that I was going toward because you, you guys remember how this talk was a few weeks ago, all pitching, no offense. Yeah. And mm. it's amazing what, Stats do in the course of what three weeks? Because if you look at the you know standard batting stuff for the teams in general, not just individual players, the Blue Jays are in the top ten of every offensive category right now. And I I, and we were talking a few weeks ago that they couldn't bat their way out of a freaking you know brown paper bag to make the same joke I made a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. They're the third best team in on base percentage and right now in baseball. (laughs) So you get on base, you score runs. It all. Evils mm-hmm. out, but if you look on the other side of the ball, all of a sudden, like our team earned run average right now is literally 0.01 below the league average of four. <laughs> you know, so all of a sudden, that was a argument that was a strength the other a few weeks ago and literally a month ago, basically, and now we've done this reversal, and that's why this team is what we're getting right now around nine, ten games above 500, and unless you do get that next piece to put all the, like you said, the rest of it together and find some balance in the stat sheet there, this team will all of a sudden rises up to that point where you're talking about being in tension with the Yankees. But right now, my legit question is, do you guys see anything right now that is encouraging enough on the pitching side to level out with the amount of offense that we've had going on lately?
3: Outside of Manoa?
1: No. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because <laughs> even the bullpen right now is a wild card. You get oh, Jimmy Garcia I'm, is a freaking, like I told you guys a few weeks ago, I feared he was turning into Jason Frazier. I'm unfortunately seeing nothing but Jason Frazier every time he goes out there. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, our more whole bullpen. I'm more worried about the bullpen right now because they can't keep gaps close.
4: Like the mm-hmm. Yankees game on, on Friday. Yeah, and even Sunday. They were so lucky to win that game, but the bullpen let it get away to 8-3 to three when it was close. Yeah. Last night, same thing. If whoever it was, I can't remember... If they keep it just a tad closer with the White Sox, One they would have yeah, they would have come back to win. That's what's the most concerning thing to me, is they need bullpen help pretty quick, and it's incredible how quickly that's changed, because Trevor Richards, as we talked last week, he is out of the circle of trust by far. There are other guys in there They just cannot keep gaps from starters close. You will have clunkers. You will have clunkers like Barrios last night. Gosman was unable to begin the season, and you knew that that was going to regress a little bit. Maybe not to this level, but again... We all saw a little bit of starting pitching regressing coming, but the bullpen faltering at keeping um, deficits close is what's hurting them the last week or so. Mm. Yeah.
3: Um, to that point, is there anybody, obviously Romano is, uh, you, you trust him implicitly at this point and Yeah. I, he went two games in a row. Five out and, save. Right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Two games in a row, I want to say. Um, anybody outside of really Simber? that you trust out of the bullpen right now?
4: No, not really. Not really. You'll get some good outings no. from time to time from Garcia, but it's been, it's been a
2: it's little bit. It's yes.
1: been a full on wild card. You don't know what's coming mm. out of that bullpen each night. Mm. Could yeah. be the, it's Dr. Jekyll or Dr. High, you know, <laughs> yeah. Hyde, actually it
4: was, it was Phelps who couldn't keep it close last night. He'd probably be the closest one that I trust after that right now. But even after last night, it's just like, oh, okay, like he's, mm. kind they're all
1: getting overworked. Yeah. That's You can't. The thing. You can't and, um, I know we're eventually going to talk to the plethora of catching depth that we have on that, but how much is all of a sudden not having the consistency of Danny Jansen with Alejandro Kirk affecting the starting pitching and affecting the bullpen? I love what we're getting out of Moreno, but maybe that wrenches the catch I, you know, he wasn't, he didn't get to play spring training with these guys. He's learning on the fly, and he's doing a really good job at that. Don't get me he, wrong. He was with them in spring training. Things.
2: He was, he was doing, if you listen to At the Letters, yeah, he, wow, he, he, he? was in, he, he was in Not the with complex. The guys. He, yes, he was in the complex, and he was running through day-to-day stuff as if he was a major league game. If you listen back to At the Letters, they exactly. were going on and on and on about how he was in all of the pitchers and catchers meetings. And basically so I thought him told, and Jimmy Garcia showed up like a day before the sp-
3: yeah season started. Sorry,
2: it, it may not have been it may not have been this year, but they they have been going on about and like on and on and on about how he's been run through what a typical day is like and he's been in the pitchers and catchers meetings
1: and stuff basically every day. Yeah. Gotcha. So, but to that, well, it wasn't planned. Is what I was trying to point out. So as far as it goes, you've got another guy that's all of a sudden the conversation, another voice in the room. You guys know how it is. got you're trying to solve a problem and somebody comes in and, you know, sometimes this thing go awry for a bit until you get back on track. Yeah, I think the kid's great, and I, we'll get to that, but I, I wonder how much of something that has just become extra work for the pitchers, and it's creating a little bit of a void going on there.
3: Have you guys um, gotten the opportunity? We can wrap it up here when it comes to the to the woes. Um, talking about Gosman, did you guys uh, happen to see his uh, spin rate uh, against the Orioles? Is it, it down was, crazy? Down. Oh, no. Hard. Oh, no. Hard. Um his splitter spin rate in particular was down 165. Um,
1: I would explain why he wasn't finding the bottom of the zone with it as much.
3: Well, it also, his, I, I think, has yeah. to do with the gripping the baseball because he was chucking a lot of them oh, back. Oh, he was
1: having a fun time finding balls. We threw, like, six back, and the umpires even sitting there going, what they f-?
3: <laughs> You know what yeah. I mean, right? Yeah.
1: So, mm-hmm. and to that point, that's a problem with baseball in general. So, they need to stop messing with the damn balls or give everybody the same competitive advantage to get grip. And I'm sorry to say, I agree with the pitchers that Rosin doesn't cut it. That shit never did anything on any field I ever was on.
3: <laughs> I also have the so. fear that he's tipping pitches. Um, so, I mean, we've talked about this before. all evils. Yeah, I don't know if that's yeah. fully been addressed yet. So, when you have uh, a gripping of the baseball problem plus tipping your pitches, this is bound to happen. So, uh, a team like the Orioles shouldn't be getting up on you. They were swinging out a shit ton of first pitch um, strikes and... They were really taking advantage of it, so you just got to hope that he gets out of that. I have, I, I just, I guess intuitively, uh, I would like to hope that he does sort of crawl his way out of this because I mean we've seen what kind of a pitcher he can be. So I feel like yep. there's more reason to be confident in him than think that this will be a, a trend going downward for the rest of the season. But it's just something to monitor, and it's 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 not good. Um, but let's. Um, Actually, let's 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 roll right into that. It's not in order, but let's talk about the the injuries and the poor pitching performances because we're on that track anyway. Um, so we have injuries in both the AAA and the MLB right now, and uh, it comes to the name of Nate Pearson and Hunter Ryu respectively. Um, Ryu is getting Tommy John. He'll be out for approximately 12 to 15 months. So I guess it's safe to say that he's pitched his last pitch as a Blue Jay. And mm-hmm. uh, Chris Key has been very vocal over the the notion that this is perhaps the worst signing in Blue Jays <laughs> history. Uh, that's only to
2: get under. That's only to get under Brendan. <laughs> but he he, he did uh, he did have successful. Cheers to that. The other day,
3: yeah. Um, Nate Pearson tossed two pitches not two innings two pitches in his latest start and uh in triple a and was immediately shoulder visited discomfort. by the uh, is that what it is it's confirmed shoulder discomfort
1: right shoulder discomfort Yeah, right that's a diagnosis
3: very that vague was,
1: uh, that was three days ago yeah i don't like that very very vague
3: um you couple this with kikuchi struggling chris as you mentioned uh, Barrio struggling, as we've all talked talked about. Uh, Gosman having his issues. This rotation is not shaping up as how we thought it would be, or actually how it was looking time. like for the better part of mm-hmm. May, seeping into June. Um, Chris, we'll start with you then. Okay. What's the answer here? Because we can't, we just can't rely on Manoa. I think Manoa, you said, was going to be a top two Cy Young candidate. You might be on track with that, but look, I don't think the drop off from Ryu and to Stripling is that steep, and that's no disrespect to Ryu, but we've no. been talking about this. I don't think that's much of a of a drop off, but when you have players like Barrios, Kikuchi, and Gosman not pitching the way they ought to be pitching, given the contract of at least Barrios and Gosman, um, it smells trouble for this rotation. So, what is the remedy? Is is an upgrade in the rotation a higher priority now than a lefty bat? Um, are Do you think the Blue Jays are going to be aggressive now or wait to the deadline to s- see if the bleeding continues? What do you think is going to happen, and how would you address this issue?
2: I don't see them going after a starting pitcher probably until the deadline. I just don't think anybody's going to get rid of a starting pitcher until that point. Y- you might be able to pick off one or two bullpen pieces like they did with Simber and Richards last year. I think yeah. that's – and currently, honestly, I think that's more of a pressing issue. Um, yeah. That, that Somebody's got to eat up these innings, man. Out. Yeah, That's the biggest problem. Um, and, and you have to figure out some way, somehow, to get Barrios and Gosman. Like, you, you can deal with whatever Kikuchi's going to give you at this point. You're locked in with him for three years, unless you're dumping him with some – Deal just to get him off your roster and let him go throw in Pittsburgh for a couple of years. But, like, at this point, what, like, would you want to pay him $12 million a year to throw like he is right now? Mm, probably not. You want no. at least a consistent five innings from him. Uh, with, There's which you're something not gonna...
1: there, though. It's not happening yet, but there mm. is something to the whole Kikuchi thing, I yeah. still think. Yeah. But it's not – it's in its infancy of the whole – you know, and then Pete Walker not being here this week. Or I know he was out of family fun. but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It,
2: the starting, I, I think all of the pitching, like any kind of pitching upgrades you make are probably more pressing than a lefty bat, to be honest. Yeah. Because the offense is now fine, and the offense okay. will probably continue to keep being fine. I have more trust in the offense staying the same than the pitching coming back to life, to be mm. honest. Yeah. Um, so you, I don't know what the fix is. I don't think any of you three know what the fix is, but I sure as fuck hope that Ross Atkins knows what the fix is, Cause like we're at <laughs> that point. We've had pretty good confidence some,
1: in him over the last few. Yeah, years.
2: we're we're gonna be into some long days, and I don't know. I don't know if the bullpen needs like star guys or anything, but you need some like high high octane, just blow it by guys, strikeout guys. You do need strikeout guys, and that's going to come at a heavy price, I think, because teams, GMs, can smell blood, right? And they mm-hmm. know that the Blue Jays are getting a little bit desperate because yeah. they have none.
1: So, so can I be this guy then and present a wonderful yeah. uh, obs- observation over the last weeks in Blue Jays baseball?
3: Yeah. Shoot. Did anybody
1: else notice the embarrassment of riches that the Detroit Tigers bullpen has? Yes. That's what you go after. <laughs> I'm looking at Alex Lang. I'm looking at uh, if they'd sell somebody like Gregory Soto because he doesn't fit in with their window. I'd even take a flyer on Michael Fulmer only having oh, one yeah. more year and hoping he yeah. eats enough frickin' innings or something. You know what I mean? like Because that, that's what they need somebody right now that can come in and be another veteran. They need to find that aggregate of what Trevor Richards was last year, what mm-hmm. Simber was. And I think that asset is lingering in Detroit. To that point, I think the other parts of that solution are watching the inevitable slide that has become the Miami Marlins and looking at their bullpen and especially the embarrassment of riches they have in their rotation and throwing prospects. But to your point, Chris, I don't think that's anything until a trade deadline at the most. But I think that the Marlins are going to be in that conversation, pushing their pitching on the market just as much as the Oakland A's are with with Montas and uh, the Reds with Castillo and everybody like that. I think the Marlins are going to be in that conversation, and I think their prospects and our prospects and everything kind of match a little bit better. To that point, they need a catcher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't bear in teams, Yeah, teams are already calling about all of our catchers. Yes. They, there was already Jacob Stallings is not helping the Marlins win yeah. anything in the they, near future. He's a B catcher. It's good. Defensive. Yeah there was already talks
2: between Miami and Blue Jays for a deal involving Teoscar we know that so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah
1: yeah pick that me. back up but don't move Teoscar You don't need him for the offense if you're not going to be trained for a lefty bat anymore. And I agree with you guys that the pitching has all of a sudden become the clear gaping issue. And I think you can take that issue with the fact that you can move the offense because the fact that you have had the emergence of Alejandro Kirk, you've had the emergence of Espinal showing that he can play every day second base. There's enough going on on that side of the ball. I'm not as worried about the lefty bat. But when we can't even get through a damn game with pitchers, there's a problem there. We Where's Mike we McCoy to throw an inning?
3: We shouldn't be worried about a lefty bat now that Cabin has arrived. Anyways, Brendan, let's, uh, oh. let's, let's, <laughs> uh, let's, let's bring it to you what do you think needs to be at least addressed or done regarding this rotation. I don't know if it's enough to have the Pete Walker sprinkling the magic dust onto Gosman and saying, OK, you're good to go, kid. Get out there. Um, what do you think needs to be done? Because remember, Simber was a pre-deadline deal. It was last this week year.
1: last year. Very yeah. pretty. Yeah. yeah. As I say, we're about that time.
3: So, uh, I think they were still in Buffalo at the time. So, yeah, so yeah. maybe maybe something like that, as Chris alluded to. What do you think needs to be done or ought to be done if, yeah, if bullpen, we're in this bullpen, position?
4: Bullpen, for sure, needs to be, in my mind, is now the top uh, thing they got to go after. And Josh Goldberg uh, put together a pretty good list. I'm just... The names he put, a couple from the Tigers, as you brought up, Craig, Andrew Chafin. I didn't even see that. Look at me. Uh, I'm as smart as him. uh, (laughs) Luke Trevino on Oakland, Daniel Bard, Alex Colome on Colorado, even though Colome doesn't strike anybody out anymore, Victor Orano on Washington. So there's always those guys that we just simply don't know about that are having great seasons because they're middle of the bullpen type arms. Like who the mm-hmm. hell knew how good Trevor Richards was last year when we got him we all had to look at his Fangraphs page and take a look. It's like, oh, this seems like it could be a very solid acquisition. So bullpen for sure is up there for where they gotta go. But I just retweeted a thread you guys should take a look at it by Chris Black. He's the sportsnet producer on Kevin Gosman and his Junior A is six seventy five, but his FIP Fielding independent pitching is 271, which oh, generally okay. is an indicator he is getting burned by some bad defense. And that's what his whole point is here. And even the game I was at against Minnesota, he got burned by the shift endless amount of time. So they got to yep. adjust something. Maybe the way they play defense behind them. Uh, be adjustments oh. off of him. Yeah. So I think it's a rough patch for Goswin. He'll be able to get back and figure it out. And then you go look. I know last night was not good for Barrios, and we've seen this too many times for a guy who is supposed to be top of the rotation arm. But let's not forget the past three starts. I know, again, the competition wasn't as good as the White Sox, but seven innings, three runs, eight innings, one run, 14 strikeouts, or sorry, 13 strikeouts, uh, seven innings, uh, two earned runs, then he had that clunker against the Angels, but before then, three earned runs and six and a third, seven innings, zero runs, and then he had two clunkers. And outside of opening day, his April was pretty good. So, yeah, he's had some clunkers, too many, for a guy that we need to rely on, but it has maybe not been as bad, and maybe we're a little too hard on him for the start he got off of an opening day. So, again, he'll have clunkers. He had a bunch when he came here last year before figuring it out. He made the adjustment they were saying on the broadcast last night. He's now standing, I believe, back on the first base side of the rubber, and it's helped him other than last night since that outing. So, I'm not as concerned as Gosman and Barrios as maybe some of you guys are, but... It's got, to, it's got to fix really quick um, Kikuchi, again Chris, you kind of nailed it on the head Just, you know what, you take what you can get There will be some good starts, there will be some terrible starts And a lot of in between And we've gotten that all year from him And then Manoa's been Manoa But yeah, it's got to start tonight I think Gosman will go out and throw a good game I hope I'm not wrong um, But I think he will White start Jackson, to right the hot. ship
3: They have, they have Um uh, To that point, the last thing I want to mention when it comes to the to the rotation, and I don't want to throw out some bad voodoo out there, but if this comes to be, I guess I'm to blame, and I'll welcome the hate. Um, This was sort of worst case scenario, and this is what we described would be the case if the likely event that Ryu was hurt. Now, again, we weren't thinking Tommy John, but we were thinking something wasn't right with Ryu since the beginning. uh, Sorry, Ryu, uh, starting the beginning of the season. And we said, well, that's what Stripling's there for, to be the replacement. Now you don't have that bullet in the chamber. Yeah. Right? So everyone needs to stay healthy. Because if they don't, Good we're fun. in big Good trouble. Luck. We're yeah. in big mm-hmm. trouble. Because you don't even have a Nate Pearson as of right now to sort of come up and be like, all right, kids, time to shine. You don't have it.
1: You're going to get what you got out of Maxico- Max Castillo and uh, Casey Lawrence over the last weekend.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is – um. Where's is is Anthony K at? I was yeah. just going to ask. Is he still on the I.L.? Because I, I don't I think know. So. I'm looking right now. Hold on. Pitcher is Anthony K. No, he, he's, he's active. He's active. And so is Hatch.
1: So there is that to at least lean back on. But to that yeah, point, you're talking about them not being fully stretched out, too. They're more bullpen pieces maybe at this point than hoping to praying that you get him stretched out enough to be in the starting rotation.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're relying on, on Kay, I, I would say, at that point to come up. As a left, left-handed pitcher, you've got to perform in that, in that aspect. So I, I guess that is what you're banking on. So, yeah, the, if, as bad as, say, Kikuchi, Barrios, and Gosman have been, it could be way worse <laughs> if something oh, yeah. is to happen. Um, well, You
1: guys know my standpoint on the Barrios. This is just a fun ride that you get to enjoy as, the next, as a Barrios fan for the next few years because this is the one piece he's never been able to figure out in his career. How do I stay consistent? Yeah, you saw it. He had he just basically every fifth start he throws in a clunker. Like this is, this is why his ERA looks like it's closer to four at the end of the year than closer to you know three. Yeah. <laughs> so, all
3: right, uh, let's let's move on to um, more positive news. That might sound like a problem, but it's kind of not. Um, let's talk about the All Star voting system real quick. Uh, right now, as of today, Alejandro <laughs> Kirk is your leading nice segue. Vote-getter for the starting catching position for the American League All-Stars it. right now. He's got over a million votes. Um, that's not something that I think was anything on our radar, because I was under the assumption that outside of Toronto fandom, who the fuck is Alejandro Kirk when it yeah. comes to, to fans <laughs> of baseball? But real knows real. So a uh, couple that with Gabriel Marino's arrival. Right now, his line as of, get again, Tuesday before the start of the game 391, 417, 391 with an OPS of 808. This is over six games. Um, and as far as I am, as far as I know, rather, Jansen is starting to ramp up activity. So we have a clusterfuck at this position.
1: Um, but they can hit.
3: Yeah, I mean, Alejandro <laughs> Kirk is hitting the lights out of the ball, and uh, Moreno is definitely showing that he is big league ready right now. And I've said this the whole time. I have said that there's <laughs> no way he's going to get traded. I don't know. Oh, what yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> there it is. I've Big news over there. Contrary. Okay. So it is. Craig, we'll start with you. Or in the cart. <laughs> when, when Jansen makes his eventual return, we have three options on the table. One, Mourinho gets optioned option back down to Buffalo to get regular playing time. Two, Jansen, out of the three, Jansen is the most likely to be traded, unless it's for an absolute stud of a superstar, then you can move Mourinho as we've talked about, but it seems like Jansen's probably the one to be on his way out, or the Jays ride with three catchers. Of those three options, Craig, which one do you think the Jays are going to us?
1: What's realistically going to happen, seeing they have to carry another bat on the bench, is that until they trade somebody, there is going to be three catchers on this team. Right now, you have Otto Lopez mm-hmm. on the bench, and you have Kevin Biggio in and out of the starting lineup. You have...
3: He's been fantastic.
1: Yeah, I know. I was for you. <laughs> um, I there's no To me, if you were talking about who stays in hot, and you're looking to just fill in a bat here... You have to put Jansen on there because I'm sorry to say, Otto Lopez isn't helping you out of a ton of you know hitting situations late in the ball game. I think Otto Lopez has a bright future ahead of him, but I don't think it's going to be this season where he's going to all of a sudden just go out and crush the ball like moreno has been doing over the last few weeks. Um, I think they're going to want to keep Mourinho at the major league level and the way they keep that from, you know, happen or keep him in the lineup for this matter is by making him and Jansen, the everyday catchers and Alejandro Kirk becomes your designated hitter with those few games. Like we've been seeing where he's not in the lineup. He's sitting on the bench to give Vladdy or Springer or somebody like that, the DH spot for the night. I think that's really what's going to happen. But to that point, I tend to agree with you, Adam, that Danny Jansen, is going to be part of one of these reliever trades because they still have enough catching depth to be able to run around with this thing. So there's no reason in hell that they're not going to. And I think they've benefited from the fact of having Mourinho up at the Major League level. And yes, he's learning quickly and he's hitting. Those things don't usually happen when a guy comes up in his position. So it's very... It's fun to see and honestly I don't see how they go around it right now. But they care this is a team that's already carried three catchers when we had more people in the bullpen than we know what to do with. So I don't see any reason mm-hmm. why they wouldn't do that.
3: Chris?
2: Um yeah, I think Craig pretty well hit the nail on the head there. Um they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna roll with three until until one of them is traded. Mm-hmm. And, and who gets traded depends on what kind of return you get back jansen's probably going for the bullpen you're shooting for the stars of kirk or moreno is gone
1: yeah right now right i would give you the 50 50 that kirk and uh, moreno have the same trade value you have the guy that's at the bright future and kirk is crushing it and shown mm-hmm. that he can do this at the major league level now to the point of what we were just talking about with the all-star voting i gotten a slight Twitter battle from our podcast account earlier with a Yankee fan that was saying Lee <laughs> Trevino freaking deserves the all-star break. Who the fuck is Alejandro Kirk was more or less the summary of his words. <laughs> um, I more or less posted the rankings on Yahoo for fantasy sports for catchers and I was able to squeeze the top eight catchers into it. Alejandro Kirk is ranked number four in all of Major League Baseball. He's been great. He is surrounded by catchers that are all in the National League in that ranking. Mm. Oh, and just to put that out there for that guy, if in case he's listening, just because I want to be this douche, <laughs> Torbino's ranked 15th on that list. So there's 30 Major League Baseball teams. He's in the dead middle. And then just to be this guy, I poured it on a little bit further. Gary Sanchez is even ranked above him. So why the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gary Sanchez is the 11th best catcher according to those metrics. Same metrics. <laughs> he's in Trevino's 15. So, I we have the, one of the best catchers in baseball right now at the aggregate level of stats, which is why he deserves an all-star shot.
3: But do you think I, I'm not arguing, I'm just questioning because it's no. it's surprising for me to hear. You really think that Gabriel Moreno and Alejandro Kirk have equal trade value because I just I can't see that.
1: You're still banking on the fact that your at uh, Moreno's raw, right? Kirk's been in the league for three years now, in and out. Yes, he's been hurt, but the one thing they've all said is that he can hit. He's proved that all and every step of the way. And he's also, this year, shown that he can handle full-time catching. And he has done really well, and his pitchers enjoy throwing the ball to him. So, that is exactly my opinion. You have now a guy that's major league established for a guy that is still technically a wild
3: card. My issue with Kirk is not a question of his talent. But we okay, maybe it's maybe longevity. I'm it, it sort of leans because I can make the argument there. <laughs> I'm saying that we maybe because the expectations and the pedigree and the uh, prestige of him as a prospect was h- much higher touted than Alejandro Kirk. But we gave Vladimir Guerrero a lot of shit for not being in shape. We gave Vladimir <laughs> Guerrero a lot of shit. For carrying a couple of extra pounds and not being able to move. Now I understand Kirk is a catcher and he's got, you know, he's got those squats going on. He's got the splits and sure, boy's thick. But <laughs> at some point, you kind of got to be yeah. like, bro. I mean, gotta let's uh let's put you on that it's Vladimir broke, Guerrero Jr. program. <laughs> um, he
2: he's producing. That's why it's not a problem. Well, in exactly. lat- they said last night on the
4: on the pregame that. Alejandro Kirk's bat turnaround when he had more time off. Like, he was in the lineup almost every single day and wasn't hitting doubles and extra base hits and homers. They've managed his workload a lot better, even without the third catcher, um, since
1: Jansen went down and Moreno came up. So, to answer the first question... At that point, he's been in every game almost. It's like a day off randomly here and there, just like a regular catcher would get. Yeah, to answer the original question, um, definitely they'll go with three catchers um, when
4: Jansen goes back. (laughs) Because that will just continue to be a workload for Alejandro Kirk. So they will, and then I think we're all in agreement, one of them will be traded. And it'll probably be Jansen for a bullpen arm. And then you see what what happens, what kind of offers (laughs) you get for Kirk and Moreno, and maybe you pull the trigger on moving one of them. Um, but the only thing I think, if they don't, is yeah, Moreno goes back down to get a more consistent ABs because when Vlad needs a day off, or Springer needs a day off, or Teoscar needs a day off on their feet, and they still want to get their bat in the lineup, you lose Alejandro Kirk unless he's behind the plate, and they don't want him behind the plate all the time. So yeah. that's where it could get a little bit messy. But it'll be three to start when
2: they get back, and then maybe see what happens uh, a week or two after that.
3: Just can, question: Can I one. ask this real yeah, quick ahead, question? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yep
2: and maybe you can just field this one really quick, Adam. Who would who would you be more upset losing, Kirk or Moreno? Moreno. Yeah, me too.
3: Yeah, because I just think I'm all about selling high. I yeah, don't know that selling this high on some, Kirk.
1: That's why yeah. that value was so prevalent with what I was saying.
3: I agree, and I don't know that you... I don't know that this type of production is sustainable. I don't know that I trust him as... I mean, his defense has vastly improved. It, it's gotten a lot better, um, especially his awareness with runners on the on the on the bases. But I just love the upside of Mourinho, and I love the the pipeline that this team has built. And I know Kirk was sort of a part of that, but it was sort of like an accidental participant. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I, I think the upside is a little bit higher with Mourinho, and I. Th- I would hate to see him go again uh, unless it's for an absolute superstar.
1: An ace. Nice pick. Yeah. Can I make an addendum to my uh, previous rant? Yeah. <laughs> go for it. Gabriel Moreno is the future of Blue Jays catching. Alejandro Kirk is the future DH of Blue J- the Blue Jays lineup. Career. Right there. <laughs> I, that, that's how I spell it out. So oh. they go get Votto at the deadline. He's not going <laughs> just anywhere. To, dude. Just to appease everybody at ESPN, we got to get the commenting. comment in.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> just out of curiosity, I don't know if you can look this up. I don't know where I would find it. I'm looking on fangraphs right now. How many options does Jansen have?
1: I want to say he might actually have one left. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question, actually. See, it doesn't tell you on uh, Roto, does it? It'll tell you, It'll
3: tell you on fangraphs. I'm just trying to find it. I was safe. under the
1: impression that because of the uh, the fact that he's more or less been up and He He's two.
3: He's two options. He had at least yeah, one. Two options. That might be huh, an option. Uh, that might be <laughs> something available <laughs> to them. That that's that's really nice to have in your back pocket.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. if he's Marino, been on the IL, he hasn't
3: went down. That's the no, no. You're part. right. But it's it's kind of like what they did with Kevin. Right, There was no place for Cavan to play at the time because Santiago Espinal was hitting so well. Um, and, you know, Chapman was manning third base, so what reason did they have for Cavan at the time? I think they brought him up just to have the lefty bat in the lineup. Um, you could make a similar argument when it comes to Jansen, right? You, you bring him up on the IL to rehab in AAA and you sort of just option him. And let him stay there if Kirk and Mourinho are still performing. Because, I mean, then you run the risk of him not having or depleting his trade value. Right. I just, I, I don't feel comfortable having three catchers, even though I agree with all of you that it's probably what's going to happen. I just don't like it. Flogs up the yeah, bullpen. That's, you know? that's fair. That's definitely fair. All right. Um, let's round it off. Kevin Biggio's home run. That's a thing of beauty. <laughs> last night we're gonna talk about this. What how much time are we do we have right now? We're we're about forty-five minutes in. We'll talk about this for the next half hour. Um oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm out for the night. See you guys. <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. Peace. Um we don't how have to beers? talk about Kevin. Let's 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 move right into to picks to click. Um Did you guys pick Kevin for me last week? Oh yeah.
1: No, you don't have points. We hit a triple. I have the player of the week. <laughs> no, I do, because it was Kevin. No, I literally have the major league player of the week. <laughs> so I picked Kevin. That was your default. Yes. All right. um, uh, so anyway, I have the player of the week. <laughs> Uh, Chris had Jordan Romano, who, to that point, honestly, I would have made a good argument with some of these other things that were going on with a five-out save, as you mentioned, Adam. <laughs> your default pick of Cavan worked out pretty stellar for you, and then um, we, Brandon, you had uh, George Springer. So, do I have to be that dick and just take this and run away with it? Because, like, my guy got an award, or yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, I finally have my first win again since week 2. There you go. <laughs> so now it, doesn't, now it doesn't hurt so much that I was being a dick, right? I,
3: just, <laughs> I have to be a close second because no one expected that from Biggio.
1: Except for Yeah. Me. So, so you. Yeah. Yes. So to be that, so you guys are all tied with three wins apiece. I am now not completely out of it having two wins. <laughs> so, you guys got to figure out how to break this tie up.
3: So Uh, so who's first
1: I I get get to go Don't I because of the win Okay couldn't remember the rules You know because we keep making up new rules every week (laughs) Um, I'm gonna go with
2: Oh my god They're showing a picture of Kirk and his father Right now
1: and he's like Exactly (laughs) what you would think Oh no (laughs) I need to see this, but anyway, <laughs> just because you said it, I'm just gonna pick Kirk. I'm going my default pick this week after a win.
3: <laughs> yeah, hey, nice.
1: go ahead, Chris. I'll take Teoscar. Good pick. There's something brewing there. I think he's got so. his timing back, and his timing comes, it's... and then the swag is
4: there. <laughs> <gasps> yep. uh, give me Gosman um which includes awesome tonight the and uh yes mon- monday start um so i'll
1: go with him there you go hosty host
3: <laughs> cheat code is still unavailable i we think gave- that was
1: the first week he actually legit
3: <laughs> <laughs> or is he is he care. available to pick
1: no i think
4: he's available we gave him to somebody what last week or the week before is that i had him last week
2: i had yeah, him the week before yeah, I, I
1: think, Adam, you're the only... Yeah. I think, Adam, you're the only one that hasn't actually picked him yet this year. We can use him like a mulligan in golf.
3: All right, yeah. Until we uh, all um, use him. I was... <laughs> uh, I'm not even bullshitting you guys. I was going to pick Cabin, but I, he's on the lineup tonight, so I'm going to go Bladdy. Okay. Just for consistency.
1: So <laughs> I get a deal, so... Yeah. Tiebreaker fun. I uh, had the schedule in front of me. Obviously, we have more games against the White Sox. as of, uh 2 o'clock tomorrow, and we'll, this... Uh, you guys did that though, counts right? i that yeah, as well.
3: Yeah, you guys picked you guys predicted those that series, right?
4: Yes. We only did the Monday. No, we only, did, did, we only right? did the Monday. We we, did the Monday. We, sure, yeah, sure. Okay. we can get back in line and just do Brewers and Red Sox for 3.
3: That's fine. Um so we got 3 at Milwaukee and 3 at home versus Boston. Um let's go reverse order. Um I'll so, start with good
1: can I make an argument on this going back to the series? Because that's going to make, if we use this like legit for a tiebreaker, that's going to be difficult because you're actually not picking a guy for two of the night sets you would be Good using them on. Okay, right. that makes sense.
3: Yeah. yeah. So let's uh-huh. pick. Let's pick these next two against Chicago and bleed into it. So that will be what eight games total. Yep. Um, we'll go reverse order. So I think they take these next two. Um against Chicago. Okay. Um,
1: Who's pitching tomorrow? Does anybody got that on hand? g against Stripling versus Stripling. That's what it was, because that's on MLE Network tomorrow.
3: Um, Milwaukee's tough, especially on the road. Um, Speaking and, of pitching. Yeah, pitching's <laughs> volatile. So I'm going to go one against Milwaukee, and I'm going to go two at home versus Boston. So two, one, and two. So that is, what, five? Yep. Five out of the eight? Yep. Yeah. Five and, five and
1: two. Five and, yeah. five five and two. two. Five and three. Five and three. Well, wow, we do math well on this show. Yeah, five huh. and three. I'm an engineer in the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, reverse order, that would be you, Brandon. Brandon.
4: Yeah, I, I I, know I picked Gosman, and I think he'll pitch well tonight, but the fact that Dylan Cease has four strikeouts already through the first inning of the player, it's kind nasty. of nasty. <laughs> yeah, they missed him when what they were the the held because he's on So... all of a sudden. Uh, yeah. so, uh, I definitely think they take tomorrow because they hit Giolito a little bit when they were in Toronto. Um, so definitely one The Tigers there. just
1: hit Giolito pretty good last Yeah. Week. So, you
4: know, what? you know what? I'm in agreement. You know what? I think Gosman matches them and they find a way to squeak one out in the end uh, tonight and they win tomorrow somewhat easily, I think. Um, the Brewers, they will face Adrian Hauser, who's had a decent season on Friday. Then Corbin Burns is going on Saturday. So that's going to be tough. And then I forget. They, they were starting Chi-Chi Gonzalez tonight, who was just on a team they played. Um, but I guess got Scott DFA'd, so he's not very good. So maybe two against the Brewers, and then one out of two against the Red Sox. So same record as you, just a little bit different the way the wins are spread out. So five
2: and three. Okay.
3: okay. Mr. Key.
2: So are we—we're picking for the whole Boston series?
3: Yeah. That oh,
2: yeah. Whatever. Well, yeah. Just to I thought we were doing
3: one. Yeah, that's just that's fine. Okay.
2: Uh, one, two, three, four. Four and three. Then
3: no, there's eight games.
2: Eight games. News. Hang on. One, two,
3: three, four, five,
2: six, seven, eight. Oh, Adam, Hang wait! On. You only picked two against the Red Sox. You picked Monday, Tuesday.
3: I out of the three games, I said they'd oh. win two out of the three.
2: Yeah, I thought that I thought that we only picked for Mondays. Team. Are we only
3: going up to Monday? Is that? I what think we're doing? I
2: think
1: I guess... we're making this too hard. We should just keep it the
3: Monday. Yeah, Mondays every maybe,
2: week. maybe that. Makes <laughs>
1: sense. Yeah,
2: I'm pretty sure. I thought we were only going to the Monday.
3: That's fine. All right, yeah. so it, uh, then it's what four out of the, five, and, still five
2: and two. If you still think five. they get five wins,
3: yeah, I think they take two against Chicago. So, I think they take one against the Brewers, and then one against Boston. Okay, so to so be. Four and three, yeah. Yeah,
4: okay. I'm sticking with five and two. I'm still going two at the Brewers. There you
2: go. Okay.
3: Now, well, now should, that we have that all cleared
2: should, up, Craig. You should
3: still only you should
2: still only have six games.
3: Why? Two against Chicago. <laughs> two against Chicago.
2: Against, three against Milwaukee. One, one, against against Boston. Boston. one against Boston. One against oh, Boston. Oh yeah, true. Jeez, we're a bunch so of two, idiots. Yeah. So you guys are three and yeah. three, Craig. Three and three. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, that, so... now that you're all
1: right. <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, but you're right. So it'd be it'd be what? Two against Chicago, one against Milwaukee, and so four and two.
4: Yeah, okay. I guess I have to adjust it and go that way too. Four and two. I
1: think, I think I'm you know. with Chris three and three. That series with the uh, Brewers does scare me because they have also been hitting. <laughs> so I think that's where I'm at.
3: All right. Um, so that being said, we will catch you... Tuesday, on Tuesday. your uh, Tuesdays, 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 yeah, Tuesdays. Trying to do this every Tuesday. We're trying to remain consistent. So, um, if you like what you've heard, please feel free to uh, subscribe to the show on whatever podcast you listen to us on. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to us on, please subscribe. Tell your friends, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps the algorithms, I guess, a lot. And uh, if you prefer to watch your content, we are on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, all the friendly video hosting platforms that you get your podcasting pleasures from. So please uh, feel free to subscribe, share, like, do all the buttons, help us out in the algorithms, and uh, interact Mm -hmm. with us on Twitter, please. That being said, we will catch you next week. Let's end this as we always do with two claps and a Rick Flair. Let's go. Woo! Let's
1: Let go, Blue, go Jays. Blue Jays. Get rid of the 4th of July hat. <laughs>